0: All right. So, what we're going to do this morning is continue in First Peter, and I told you a few weeks ago um, that Peter, first, the book of First Peter, is is a difficult book at times because of some of the issues it gets into. And I'm not trying to hedge my bets here too much because I'm not afraid of what the Word of God has to say to us about truth in our lives, because I believe, and I hope you believe, that it's not God's job to make us feel good about ourselves. It's not God's job. To, to make sure that you and I, you know, uh, have our, whatever it is, have our needs met or, or, or uh, you know, it's our job to conform to the word of God. As a matter of fact, we had a baptism at Drench Sunday night. And my, one of my favorite verses of scripture comes out of Romans 12. If I can fix this thing here. And, and it says, um, be no longer um, conformed to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's Romans twelve two, right? No longer conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The reason that these small group gatherings are so impactful is because we don't ask God to fit His word to our lives. We ask God to shape our lives to His word. Why? Because it's God's truth for us now. It's not an ancient book that's you know, outdated ideas, this stuff still applies to you and I, even though our egos would say otherwise, right? And so I'm really excited to continue the study of First Peter, and um, Peter is one of those guys that has authority to write, we talked about this a few weeks ago, because he was a real guy like you and me, a, a fisherman, a family man, um, you know... Uh, and a, and a struggling follower of Jesus, he made mistakes constantly, but God constantly loved him into his kingdom and constantly used Peter for his purposes, which is even more amazing that, that God would do that, use a guy like Peter. And so, uh, and so we are eager to learn what Peter has to say to us, but he's completely transformed. And you and I, my prayer for Myself and you as well Is that we'd be transformed By the renewing of our minds That we can get into the word of God And apply what we learn And be changed for his purpose I want to throw one of those cool moments out to you You know, Corey mentioned there was a Some of us went to O'Fallon for a marriage uh, seminar, right? And today's topic is going to be about husbands and wives And here's the trick I'm not smart enough to plan that I'll tell you when I realized That we were doing a marriage seminar The same week we were talking about Husbands and Wives at Family Bible Church, on the way to the marriage conference. (laughs) I was driving, I was riding, and I go, go, you know what I just realized? We're talking about this Sunday. (laughs) Chris goes, I I thought you would know that already, we're talking about Sunday. No, yeah, it comes to me and fits and starts. And I'm like, yeah, this is Sunday. I mean, this text, we had selected, Dan Burns and I had sat down and worked through what our plans were for this whole series. And this was the Sunday for it. And then we got to go and and spend time together. And I just want to say how cool God is that he continually works in that way. Some of our guys went out to the steak night. And I've told uh, Dave Stahl, who led that group, um, God has continually reinforced. The word that Dave brought was about humility. And God has continually been talking about humility. You know? And not just with what we shared, but with what was shared at the marriage conference. And we're going to talk some about humility today with husbands and wives. So, and the the last thing I'll say before we get into it this morning is this, that um, I'm going to try this morning, we're going to try, I hope, together to see what the Word of God says, okay, and not bring all the stuff that we think it ought to say into the Word, but listen to what the Word of God says to us, and, you know, discern that yourselves, and later, or even in the middle of it, if you really feel compelled, let's talk about it. If you're like, that ain't, that's not that, let's talk about that, because I believe God is teaching us from His Word together, so... Um, I'm going to ask you as we uh, begin to get into the word, before we turn there, I'm going to ask you to pray with me that God would open our minds to the truth He has for us. Father, today we thank you. We've come here in your name, in the name of your Son and our Savior Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit, we've come to listen to you. And Father, the world is noisy, and we know that. And today we come to be before your throne, before your feet and we ask that you would open our hearts to the truth in your word, that you would give us, as Jesus taught us, eyes to see and ears to hear what you'd have for us today. I pray that those, those, that sin in our life that would try to dispel what you're compelling us toward, the the places where, where we have that voice that says, no, you're okay, that, Father, you would thwart that, that we might be renewed by your gospel today. I pray, Father, that in all ways you get glory and honor because you alone are worthy and no one else. So we pray this today. In the mighty name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. So we're going to pick it up in 1 Peter 3. It's up on the screens. It's going to be on page 840 again. If you use one of our Bibles, uh, we get Bibles on the end of every row. <clears throat> I apologize for my voices today. I'm, I'm fighting something. And, and we're going to kind of just hear the scripture together, and then talk through uh, some of what I, you know, what I've seen happening in this text. So, listen to the word of God with me today. Peter says, "Wives, in the same way, be submissive to your husbands, so that if any of you do not believe the wor- if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives." Your beauty should not come from outward adornment such as braided hair and the wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Instead, it should be that your inner self, that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves Beautiful. They were submissive to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her master. You are daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. In verse 7, husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic, love as brothers, be compassionate and humble. Do not pay, repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing. Because to this you were called so that you might inherit a blessing. Because whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And so, and that's what we have today. To kind of talk through this. This uh, Peter gets right in the middle of our of our married married life, you know, and uh, and so I want to kind of walk through, um, you know, kind of some major major points that we can see here in, in the Word of God. And, and the first is that our relationships matter to God. You know, one of the things that it seems like um, um, we, have, we struggle with as believers in Jesus is we, we talk a lot about the relationship with, with the Father and the Son. And we talk sometimes about the relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and we talk a lot about our relationship with Jesus, right? But then we kind of, that's about it. We don't talk so much about our relationship with each other. You know, when we talk here at Family Bible Church about love God and love people, we believe those are the two primary ways we're called to respond to the gospel, you see? And, and, and we spend a lot of time talking about my relationship with Jesus, and we've heard from First John before things like, if you don't love your brother who you see, how can you love God who you don't see? That's what the Word of God says to us. And so we have these kind of teachings all throughout Scripture, but here Peter's going to get into um, a deep, meaningful relationship and an area that we can really make a mess right and not just marriage but any intimate relationship any intimate relationship this is true for and so i want to remind you where this is coming from in first peter because you've probably heard this verse before as a matter of fact people who are not ever in the church know this verse of scripture right because you go, oh boy that's that wives submit to your husband's thing right yeah, will you know, and then they, they'll, they just don't like you anymore after that, if you conform to that word. Listen, it comes at the end of what Peter said last week about submitting to all human authority. Do you remember that? We talked about it, about how we are compelled as believers in Jesus to be courageous enough to submit, courageous enough to lay down our power. Why? So that God's glory can be revealed. God's glory can be manifest That's what we talked about at our steak night. Wait until God glorifies you. Don't seek to glorify yourself. And so we we do these things out of obedience. And it's also in this idea that, you know, it says slaves submit to your masters, right? And and, um, it's all built in the same way. Why? What's the word say? See, there's going to be the first principle I'm going to talk about today. So that they might see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. What? The first thing that we want to talk about is this. In our relationships, God does profound kingdom work. Profound. And I would even argue that the more intimate the relationship, the more profound the work is. The more opportunity there is for huge success and huge failure. Right? And what Peter talks about here specifically is husbands and wives, and we're not going to back away from that word from him, that, that he says um, that this is for husbands and wives, but it's in these intimate relationships where we're called to be God's people. Okay? And I only say that emphatically because it's the hardest place to be a follower of Jesus. <laughs> you know? You, 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 some, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but it's easier to be Jesus to a stranger you've never met than to your husband or wife sometimes, isn't it? I remind you that this model that we see of the servant of submitting to one another, Jesus demonstrated with his own disciples. And Peter, who wrote this book, was so offended that Jesus would wash his feet. He said, no way. Why? Because this model, the world says is is broke. That's not the way you love people, by submitting to them. But Jesus says otherwise. There's there's a four words here we're going to talk about a few times today. And and this is the key. It comes right away in verse, um in verse one, it says, Wives, in the same way. And what that in the same way, we always said, you know, what's the therefore, therefore? You gotta, you know, Lance said, you gotta find out why the therefore. Is there for, right? But in this case, it says in the same way, and you have to go in what same way? You can't just jump past that and move on. In the very same manner, he's saying, which ties it all to what's above it, which means that in our human relationships, it's all tied back to authority, and that includes marriage. These are all tied back to authority, and you remember last week it's tied back to God's authority, it's all tied back to his authority. So, so this, this passage a lot of times is used to kind of stir up controversy, from, especially outside of the church. And yet the truth is that God has compelled us to be submissive to one another. And here Peter starts with wives. Now, I want to say um, um, one other thing. That, that there's this... Um, you know, it's a controversial issue right now, not just marriage, like, you know, how do husbands and wives get along and stuff, but the whole idea of marriage right now in our culture is a huge battleground, right, they say, battleground. And, and one of the things, and I, I didn't know we were going to, like I said, go to this marriage conference, but one of the things I thought was really profound, I want to share with you, and it's from, um, it's from Hebrews 13, 4, and it was just a striking word to me, because today, you're, if you're here and you're not yet married, right, if you're not currently married, you might be like, well, this, okay, I'm checking out. Listen, this is something we all have to understand. And I love this verse from Hebrews 13:4. It says, uh, marriage should be honored by all, everyone. And the marriage bed kept pure because God will judge the adulterer and the sexually immoral, right? And, and what they talked about this weekend was really that it's not just for married people to honor marriage. Everyone should honor marriage. And we should honor one another's marriages as well. This is an act of the church to be obedient to that call. And so, you know, when you think about why are we in this big fight about marriage and our culture, what's the big deal about, you know, who marries, who, who cares? Listen, because this is, an, this is something that God has established for his people. And the reason that it matters so much that marriages are recognized or not recognized or whatever is that there's something about God saying, this pleases me. Now, here's the hard thing. For those of us who are married, we've done a horrible job of modeling that for each other. You know? For our kids and for other people. We, you know, because it's, 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 that, it's that intimate, intimate spaces. I think there's two places that we really wrestle with God. And, and, and the first area is... Um, Is in our prayer closet alone And I don't know if you've made it to that place That's where God just had you You know, he's just really working on you and stuff But the second is in those intimate relationships Now I'll tell you why I believe this is true Because one of the cool things you get to do Whenever you're married Is be naked with people Uh, with one person Right (laughs) Other than birth When you're naked in front of a bunch of people And nobody cares because you're little uh, Now listen And we had one time Rod Tucker came and talked about The vulnerability of nakedness But there's something that happens. Now, here's the danger in being in a marriage with someone. They know everything about you. Right? I mean, I can walk down the street and you think you know me, but the woman standing next to me, holding my hand, knows me. Right? And this is why those words can be so powerful, either for God's purposes in our life, or to thwart the work of God, or to hinder us is because this person I've chosen to, you know, really be completely revealed before, to be completely open and honest with and say, this is me, take me as I am, I love you like you are, that kind of stuff is dangerous because those are very, very sensitive places. And so here, God, now I'm going to walk through the scripture. I just want to kind of set that up because there's huge potential for kingdom growth. God does amazing kingdom work. In the marriage of a, In the relationship Of a husband and a wife And it's a beautiful thing And so I want to Just walk through here We're going to talk and, and don't worry Because the guys are coming Right But I want to talk Through this text and, and listen to what It has to say to us So Peter says Wives in the same way Be submissive to your husbands And that submission Is tied into the same Submissiveness he's asked For us to submit To all worldly authorities Right But And, and then it goes on oh, I've got to stop A couple times here The first of all Is I want to make a point To say it says, "Be submissive to your husbands," right? And I think sometimes we take that out of context and be like, and we turn this into like the, um, you know, unequal thing. It's two people together. There, there's the word actually says, "Be submissive to the husband of yours, the one that belongs to you," right? That's the one, right? And that submission um, is called for in that relationship. But the second thing, and I love, I love this. This is where the kingdom work comes in because we never hear this. We never hear the purpose that God is asking godly women to submit to their husbands. And here's what it says. Because if any of them do not believe the word, that's God's revealed truth for our lives, they will be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. So this is the second point I want to make today. That when, when women, our wives, are called to, I'm going see if I can pull this up. Maybe, yeah, to win over their husbands, right? That's what the Word of God says. Listen to it again. Be submissive so that if any of your husbands do not believe the Word of God, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. In this relationship, you can influence your husband when, when they see the purity and reverence of your lives, and then he goes on to say, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as braided hair or wearing gold jewelry or fine clothes, but instead it should come from your inner self. Listen, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is great worth in the Lord's sight. It's of great worth in the Lord's sight. Now, see, you know me already, right? And, and I, I mean, I, you know, dress up. I mean, I think we got all this stuff wrong. We go, oh, don't adorn yourselves. What does it say? We can't, our culture is trapped in the idea of external beauty. You know, one of the things I can tell you where I see this most clearly, and I'm sure you've been in the same way, is in your homes when you're raising a daughter, what do you tell her? Honey, you're beautiful. On the inside and the outside, right? We don't do that a lot that this beauty is unfading. The Word of God says the unfading beauty comes from inside of a person, not from what you put on the outside. We watched that video earlier. What was so profound that this young woman had dressed herself in an inner beauty that she didn't have anything special on? But God was living out of her heart. And so, in this way, we kind of have, have this, you know, Peter saying, adorn your, don't adorn yourselves only with the external things, but be beautiful on the inside. It actually says it pleases God. And I want to remind all of us that this is what we talked about last week with, with human authority. The reason we submit is because God is pleased with our submission. Because we're telling the world there's a higher authority at work here. And so... So we have this word that, that uh, wives, and, and I, I would be um, aggravated at myself because I want to admit that this teaching is a hard thing, but it's hard out of context. It's not hard in context at all. Because I'll tell you the truth. Every I have never met a wife. I've never met a woman who's been married to a man who says, I want my husband to be a bigger jerk right? I wish he would just leave more stuff on the floor. I wish he would just, you know, put his Harley in the living room. No, you never hear those things. Because that, if she's out there, no, she's (laughs) taken. No, I'm kidding. So listen, because why? We want the best spouse we can have. I mean, we want our husbands and our wives. We want, we want more. We want better. You know, I'll tell you something I found really amazing in the Greek, that word win over, so you might win over your husbands. It, it's a mercantile term or a merchant's term. It means to trade up, to trade in, right? Now, don't ask, oh, Chris is even here. Oh, gosh, okay, I hope you're teaching today. Because, um, you know, if you want to trade, trade in for a better model, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, this is what God's instructions are. He says you'll trade up the man you're married to. Seems counterintuitive, doesn't it? There is something in this teaching that's profound, and I and I always, always, always want to encourage women about the power that God has given them to influence their husbands. And and so you know, and as the as the husband and the wife goes, as the mother and the father goes, so goes the family. There's a lot of power in this. There's a lot of a lot of authority, God's authority in this obedience, right? And so, um, so, I don't know, it's just, it's just a hard thing for me to teach on because I'm a guy, right? But I mean, I, I really hope that you understand this, Now I'll tell you why. Okay, if there's one caveat that allows me um, to teach this, it's this. Um, the Word of God, a couple of my favorite passages from the Proverbs as I was, I was studying, I think it was Proverbs, right? A contentious woman's like a dripping faucet, isn't that in the Bible? You know, um, or uh, it, it's better to live on the corner of the roof of the house than be in the, inside the house with a contentious wife. I think I think Solomon said that, um, and and I always kind of make fun. But the truth of the matter is this: um, I I am uh, part of my story. God compelled me toward His gospel, but God compelled me by the faithfulness of my wife. And I'll tell you, she tried this a few different ways. You know. Um, she did try the whole, you know, like, we ought to be in church. You know what I mean? Oh, come on, we ought to be in church. And I'm like, I ain't going to church. I will be in church. I ain't going to church. And, and, and uh, that didn't really work very well. Um, and then um, she even tried the, um, you know, you ought to be in church. You know, that was a little bit for... She began to pray. And you know what happened? I remember so clearly. I, I couldn't get her to argue with me anymore about it. Like, she just quit. I was like... You know, I wanted to fight about church or something, and she wouldn't fight anymore. And then something in my heart came about, man, I love her so much. And so I started, like maybe some of you today, started going because, you know, the wife wants me to go. And I want her to be able to be happy because I love her. And so I started going to church with her. And I started hearing the gospel of a God who loves me. And then God drew me in to his kingdom. And I'll tell you why it's so profound. Because it was work that she was faithful in for a long time. I'm not perfect. I'm a mess. But when I'm on my knees before my father, I say, Father, thank God for my wife. Thank God. ever doubt the power that God has for us through his word and through his instructions. And I just want to leave it at that because God is using you to shape your family. Now, I want to change gears here and I want to say this. I bet you of of any verse of scripture, maybe this is not totally true, but this is probably up there. This is the verse that a lot of guys have memorized, (laughs) right? Listen, guys, this is not the verse you quote to your wife. Your verse is coming up next, okay? You want to memorize a verse you don't memorize. Wives, submit your husbands. Why? Because you ain't a wife. That's not what God's called you to be. And God hasn't called you to to tell your wife about her disobedience to God. You know what? The Holy Spirit's there for that. Our verse is coming up here. And it's the next point I want to talk about today. In our, in our most intimate relationships, God calls husbands to respect their wives. To respect their wives. Another word that can be used exactly to replace respect is honor. But to me, respect has, has more, I don't know, it feels more like a guy word. Honor, honor is true, you know, but how do you honor something? You know, we sing songs like that saying, I honor you. You know, it's respect. Respect your wives, the word of God says. Listen to what it says. This thing is funny, by the way, um, and I think everyone here can appreciate this. Um, Peter gives six verses, a full paragraph of instructions to the women, and one sentence to guys. I, I think that's because that's, guys, if you can do this one thing, huh? you know what I mean? God's going to help us out. Listen to what the word of God says in verse 7, 1 Peter 3. It says, husbands, in the same way, there's those four words again, in the same way, in the same way, what? In the same way that your wives are being called to submit to you, in the same way that slaves are called to submit to their masters, in the same way that we are called to submit to all human authority. Peter says, husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and co-heirs with you in the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers right and this is a huge issue and i was kind of shocked by this because i always thought you know for guys it was important to respect right guys it's a big deal to guys to have, have someone respect them and yet here god is calling us to respect respect our wives The same is true. It's all tied into God's authority. We're respecting them because he is calling us according to his kingdom purposes to respect our wives. I love that, um, you know, and this is another one of those verses that you, you may have heard talked about before, but I love that it says, you know, as the, as the weaker partner, or you, some of you have older other translations would maybe say, as the weaker vessel or whatever, you know. I think it's funny because we read that like, you know, ooh, the, you know, women are frail. I, I, I tell you what, here's the truth. If you've ever, and most of this generation, praise God, has been in the delivery room, whew, women ain't frail. You know what I mean? Like, if you ever want to have all the power drained out of you as a man, stand as to a woman, giving birth to a child, you are powerless in that situation. You're, you're, you're looking for the exits, you know? Uh, because that is, is... But there's something different here, and you know what it is? Guys have a tendency to break stuff. Have you noticed that? Like, you just break it for no reason, you know? Uh, the thing that we always say is, uh, in our house is, uh, if you can do it, you can overdo it. And that's because there's three boys and two girls, you know what I mean? It's always the three boys. Turn it one more time, you know. Yeah, guys, I'm talking about, it. and it just goes tink, and you go, oh gosh, now look at this is never going to be fixed. Now, you know why? If we can do it, we can overdo it, and guys kind of manhandle stuff. You know, our wives are are um, not; they don't respond well to manhandling. Shocker, you know. And we get in there, and guys are the same way, you see, because guys, I think husbands, I've not met a husband that didn't want to have a better relationship with his wife. Really? But you just, just kind of lose your way on it. And we get in there, and we kind of, man, I'm going to fix it. I'm going I'm to, and then we break something worse, and we make it worse and worse, and we keep meddling with it. He says, uh, matter of fact, one of the things that we did learn this weekend, and I'll share with you, um, Gary Smalley uh, taught us about um, being soft, you know, I thought that was a really good teaching, uh, be soft. Because guys don't like, you know, we're, we're warriors. We're not soft very often. But with your wife, you can be soft, right? We want to succeed together as a couple. And so in this way, um, we have a tendency to break stuff, and, and we can break things. And I, I, mean, I mean, spiritually, we can break, you know, our wives. That's a terrible thing. Spir- uh, emotionally, you can break your wife. That's a terrible thing. I and mean, I've been there. Right, and and so there's all these ways that we can kind of get in there, and we can roughhouse, and we feel like you know we're guys. It's like combat, you know. It's not combat, and we lose every time. We lose every time. And so he says, uh, husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you look at the word says, live with your wives. It means as you dwell together, be considerate of them and treat them with respect or honor as the as the weaker partner, and as co-heirs with you. What in the gracious gift of life, right? In his image, he created them, right? Or in his image, he created him. Male and female, he created them. That's the word of God says. They are image bearers of our Lord and Savior. And the truth is that the way we treat our husband or our wife is how we're treating God in that moment. Image bearers of the creator of the universe. And all these things go back to his authority and his purpose. So go in and be, and be gentle, guys. You know, respect your wives. That's a beautiful thing. I tell you, one of the things I love, you know what I love to see? And I don't see it a whole lot. One of the things, I mean, I don't, I don't not see it a lot, but occasionally I get a chance to see it. I love it when I, when I see a man take up for his, his wife. I get discouraged when I get around guys and they're just bagging on each other's wives. You know, the old ball and chain. What does that I mean? What does that mean? You know, I've seen a guy in a conversation before where somebody said, "Oh yeah," and you know, guys make bad jokes all the time or stupid jokes. We think we're funny, we're not. And He's like, "Oh yeah," you know, make a comment about your wife. I've seen a guy turn on, like a little guy turn on and say, "Don't ever talk about my wife like that." Whew. I just go praise God. A man who respects his wife is a beautiful thing. I hope you and I can be obedient to that, fellas, and, and show the same respect. And then the last, and this is the, and this is the kind of, the, we're going to stop today or end today, but the last thing is this, that, that Peter says, um, everyone is called to love. Everyone is called to love. And so in all these things, he kind of he starts with the human authority, he gets really intimate with husbands and wives, and, and this idea that God is working, kingdom work in our marriages, he is restoring us, he is binding us together, and then the last is that he kind of wraps all this up and he says... Finally, all of you, everyone, live in harmony with one another. Listen to the words. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. This is what we talked about last week. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. And that's a hard thing to do. Because I don't know if you're like me. You tend to just want to do that. But repay what? Evil with blessing. Insult with blessing. Why? Because to this you were called so that you might inherit a blessing. That's from God. The blessing from God. And then he quotes here out of Isaiah and he says, Whoever would love life and see good days, that means have a nice long life, must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. Because why? The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayers. Did you notice earlier that when Peter was teaching husbands about wives, he said what? So that your prayers may not be hindered. There's something that God is very serious about in our marriage relationship, in our intimate relationships, and with how we treat each other. Because the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous And his ears are attentive to their prayer But the face of the Lord is against those Who would do evil And so We have this, this teaching today And I don't know if you're like me But man there are so many areas you know. And, and I know that you, you feel like Oh you know, how do we ever Make up, listen, don't worry about it Start now If everything to today Has been a mess for you, start now And choose to be different. Choose to be obedient. I want to remind you all of something. And I'm so impressed by this from the word of God. Before Jesus interceded in our lives, we had no choice. He said last week, you were free from righteousness. That means you couldn't get it if you wanted it. But because we know Jesus is Savior, we know him as Lord, we can choose to be obedient. God has empowered us to be obedient today. And so if it, don't get caught that trap of it's, it's too late. God can't, you know, you don't know me. God knows you. You don't know what I've been through. God knows what you've been through. You know what I mean? Just give it all to God and say, God, I'll start right now today by your power. Our prayer is that we be re- restored to kingdom life together. Please join me in praying right now. Father God, we thank you so much for your word and how profound it is in our lives. And Lord, you know, we come as those who confess it. we have made messes of things, that we have done things wrong, you know, and even as we celebrate what you're doing, Father, we, we know there's ways we're screwing it up, and yet we want to grow more like you. And so today, Father, we pray that you would help us to do that. These high teachings that Peter offers uh, are so impactful because he had a wife. And and somehow you compelled him to write these things for us. I pray, Lord, that you would call us as husbands to honor our wives, that you would call us as wives to, to respect our husbands, to submit to our husbands, and trust you that in all these things we would trust you to do your work. Father, I pray that you would compel us out of the blame game about whose fault is what and what's going on and compel us toward your purpose in our life. That we could just, that last command, just love each other. Boy, that's a hard one, Father, for us. And we do these things, Father, not to impress each other, you know, because we know each other pretty well. We do these things because we want to be more like you. We thank you so much for Jesus on the cross who gave us the ultimate picture of submission and the ultimate picture of your power and redemption. And we pray that we want that, Lord. And if that means we have to submit, that means we have to, 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 to put our armor down before one another to have what you would have for us. Father, we take it off right now. We put it at your feet. We know you know us. We know you love us. We trust you with everything today. We pray these prayers by the power in the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen.